This episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get your free trial by going to audibletrial.com slash four orbs. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from on multiple portable devices. If you're looking for something to listen to while waiting for that four orbs episode to release, check out Audible. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash four orbs for your free trial. Previously on the Four Orbs. After two days of travel on horseback, you reach the western edge of Andron. Seven miles back at the crest of a hill, you get your first glance at the border of Mithron. A swirling, marbleized darkness reaches to the sky from the ground below. After gazing at this terrifying world wonder, you hear the clacks of horses' hooves. You turn to the south to see a man on horseback in iron armor galloping down a hill heading towards your direction. Aye, it is no place for the likes of you. What brings you here to the edge of Mithron? First of all, you don't even know who we are. Yeah, I'm Cat the Giant Slayer. Oh, darkness doesn't make me afraid. Well, I can't let you go in there. Why not? It's almost the end of day. I mean, if you're going to go in, if I can't stop you, just like all the other treasure hunters that haven't come back out, let me at least do you a facade. I would suggest a good night's rest. There is a town a couple of miles south of here. When you reach the crest of another hill, you look down at this town in the valley of some large hills. I would like to go to the inn. Okay. Everybody following? Yes. You all want to go ahead and eat, right? Yeah, food would be lovely. All right. Well, I'll go and get some food set up for you. And So as you walk to the darkness, you reach your hand out like all the other darkness you've encountered except for that one archway that Finch exited back in the Temple of Annette, and your hand goes through it. The five of you step through the darkness and enter Mithron. You each feel chills as cold winds blow against your face. cold for a minute that is what you feel in the darkness there is nothing but emptiness and cold slowly a green light starts to fade in centered in your group Felomir holds the key of Kilnar at eye level and as the light grows stronger you begin to see in the darkness what you assume no one has seen in seven centuries A foot of snow layers the surrounding area that you can see. The key of Kilinar is lighting the area in a green film a hundred feet in all directions. The air is thin, and there are large, shiny, obsidian-colored sheets of ash floating around in the breeze. The scraps of the homes and buildings of the town you're in lay in ruin after centuries of hibernation. As you look to each other in preparation to move forward, you find Astra, face down in this blanket of snow, with Oystrich lying in the snow next to her right shoulder. Astra. The cold emptiness didn't end for you after a minute like the others. 
It stretches on longer. You start to feel a paralysis take over your body. The last time you experienced this loss of control was when Salamandal spoke with you after defeating the Sisters of River's End. As you try to take control of this paralysis, deafness, and blindness, a subtle, soft voice becomes audible. It's you. You're here. Before he moved the light, he said you were coming. He said you were bringing the weapon. I hope you have it. I could really use your help. It's not every day we guardians could use a mortal's help. And then just like that, you snap back to you and you find yourself laying on your back in this thick snow. You turn to your left to see Oystritz also waking up like you. He sits back on his hind legs and tilts his head at you with wide black eyes. And you also find your companions are kneeling around you. Astra, Astra, what happened? Are you okay? Yeah, it must have passed out for a minute or something. I don't... It was kind of like I got a vision, except it wasn't a vision. It was just a voice. A vision? A voice? A meaningless dream. What, 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 what'd you hear? I pull out a piece of paper. I don't know. Is it somebody like was very glad that I was here and said that they've been waiting for me and asked if I brought the weapon because the guardians could use the weapon right now? The guardians? The weapon? I don't, yeah, I don't. What weapon? You also notice that Oyster is just kind of like trying to wake up as well. I'm going to comfort Oystrich and hold on. Do you mean your staff? I say as I like pick her staff out of her. (laughs) (laughs) Am I going to comfort my staff? No, they said they wanted your weapon. Oh, I don't think they meant that. Yeah, I don't. I don't even use that thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's a pretty crappy staff. Um, I don't. So what did they say about guardians? Something about needing my help and. It's not every day that a guardian needs a mortal's help. Why are we so worried about her when I'm the one who's a foot, a third of my body is covered in snow? Because it sounds like she may or may not have talked to a guardian. Has anyone heard of anything like that before? Because it doesn't happen. Bellamere, anything in your books? I mean, no, I've not to my recollection. I've never heard of anyone speaking with a guardian. Well, this is noteworthy. I'm writing it down. And then a large sheet of ash kind of lands on your shoulders, Velomir. It's, uh, like I said in the description, it's got this like black shininess about it, almost like obsidian. And you kind of like go to grab at it. And like as, as you touch, it just kind of falls apart, literally like ash. What is this strange substance? It's just like floating around everywhere. Mm-hmm. Lots of it. So is the snow underneath our feet the same thing as this ash, or are they two different substances? The snow is snow, and it seems very, it's very white. And like as soon as like a black sheet touches it, which is rare because the wind is kind of pushing so hard that it's keeping it all up in the air, the uh, ash just kind of melts into the snow and it goes away. Does it turn that part of the snow black, or does it? No, it stays, stays white. white. Okay. How much visibility do we have? Um, with the key of Kilinar, you can see a hundred feet in all directions. Okay. Well, why don't we start by getting you to your feet so we can start moving? I don't want to be here any longer than we'd have to be. Yes, this could take some time. We should probably get a move on. I'm going to put Oystrich in my map scroll. Well, which direction do we go? I thought the map scroll got crushed, which is why you took him out of it. Oh, yeah, you're right. I will put him back on my shoulder as long as it's not too cold and I'm... Uh, I mean, he kind of can, like, uh, nuzzle into, like, your poncho thing. Okay. I put Oystrich on my shoulder. 
Uh, everybody give me perception checks as well. <clears throat> Except for you, Asher. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> oh, my God. Nine. Sixteen. Nine. Uh, Gabe. Eight. Keth and Felomir, you both noticed that it seems like Oystrich was knocked out with her and didn't come to until she came to. What what happened to Oystrich? Did he did he have a vision too? Uh, <laughs> um, you did I, both wake up at the same time. Did we? Yes. I mean, I figured maybe he was napping, but napping in the snow. I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> Dave. Or maybe he was sleepy. I, that that is weird. Well, um, you said he he spoke to you before, right? Did did he speak to you then, like earlier? No. He didn't speak to her before. He was oh. uh, a okay. voice spoke yeah. through. We he were was a best we all heard that, I guess right? Keth, Keth yeah. thought process. I'm sorry. We all heard that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone was there. Okay. Oh yeah, that is weird. I don't maybe we have some kind of weird connection. Well, who was it that spoke through him the last time? Um there was a Rodanian just old soldier or something? Yes. I wonder if there's any tie in. It wasn't the same voice that I heard. It's kind of like a, sounded like a woman or a child. Hmm. Or a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm freezing. Can we get a move on? Okay, okay. Felmir, which way is this well? I don't know. Let me, uh, I'm going to look around, like squint my eyes, put like my hand up to my brow. Scout. I don't think you're getting... <laughs> turning left to right. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure it's not within 100 feet, so I don't know what you're looking at. Dude, you don't know it's not. So <laughs> the only thing you can see in this vicinity with your 100-foot range is the ruins of what you assume is the half of the valley that was lost to darkness. No buildings are left standing after the age of time, but you do see the stone foundations that create lumps in the snow. Some of the snow is peeking out from underneath the snow, and as you explore around the ruins, you find nothing. So what's the plan? I will also uh, preface this that if you turn behind you, you do see like a wall of darkness. So we can't see through the other side? No. Okay. But it is very visible where the wall is because it's just a pitch black wall. Correct. That's neat. It is, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Nerd. So all the the buildings and stuff on the side are, in fact, ruins. Yes. It doesn't look like there's anyone that's living in them or using them in some way no. from what we can tell. Okay. Do I detect magic? Yes. It's underneath the snow. Like everywhere? No. Certain points randomly. Well, this place is rather strange. But it's specifically in the ruins. I detect magic here, but seemingly in random spots all along the ground and Different schools of magic. Could it be something buried? It'd have to be a lot of stuff buried. Maybe there's darkness underneath the snow. Maybe it's treasure. Where's it at? Yeah, point me in one direction and I'll dig. Or I'll have Kef dig. It'll it'll get dug up. <laughs> uh, this seems to be the closest one. I'll just point at the closest okay. spot on the ground. So you walk over to the closest spot and you kind of stand right over it and point down. Um, Keth and Doroth, I guess you two just start furiously digging. I will watch as Keth digs. Okay. <laughs> is it snow on the ground, like a, a, 
underneath snow or is it underneath like the ruins themselves? You gotta dig to find out. All right, well, I'm gonna start digging. <laughs> <laughs> and I do have a shovel. Um, hey. Give me a. Uh, you have a shovel? Cool. Yep. Give me a strength safe. 20. All right. So you dig like just a couple clumps real fast, getting like huge piles of snow out. And then you hit something hard and um, you notice that it's stone. I'm just going to kind of like slam the, the shovel into the stone a couple of times. And okay. then when I see that it's not breaking or anything, I'm just going to be like, oh, there's stone under here. I can't get to it. Does it feel like maybe the foundation of what used to be a building, or does it just feel like maybe a stone covering something? I'm gonna like put my hands in the hole and just with with the shovel, out. you kind of like dig a pretty wide area of snow, and you do realize that it's like paved concrete, or not concrete. I'm sorry, um, mortared cobblestone, like the foundation of a home. Yeah, it looks like a home or something was probably here. Whatever it is, must be under it. You have like a spell or something? You break up the stone? No. <laughs> break up the stone spell? Nothing like that. Uh, I have a crowbar, but that's, I don't know if that's really gonna help too much. Probably not any better than this shovel. Got a chromatic orb or fireball? I don't think that'll help. I'm still freezing. Yeah, there's really no telling what this is under this foundation i say we leave it for now okay well i guess if we know that the well isn't in the ruins of whatever city we're in then we might as well just keep pushing on past it right i say we head toward the center mass and go from there yeah all right so y'all just gonna walk yes west west <laughs> yeah go west After you have exited the ruins of the valley, you trek through the thick snow towards what you assume is west for about an hour. A gust of wind pushes through. You all shield your eyes from the flurries of snow and stand still as the sub-zero temperatures make even a light breeze feel sharp against your skin. And as the wind settles, a small cobblestone building with a crooked iron sign sits peeking out of the thick snow. The sign says, The Gloomy Gopher which you recognize as the same name as the tavern in the valley outside of the darkness. You look around and see the foundations of what seemed to be another ruined town. And on the other end, you see another building peeking out of the snow. A stone temple sits on what you can see is the highest edge of this ruined town. This looks familiar. 
Yes, the gloomy gopher. It's almost like, just, it's almost like exactly the same, but not. Is it uh, in ruins? The tavern is missing part of its roof, yes. The stone temple, though, is almost completely intact. Do you think the well's in that temple? I don't know. We could check. It does seem to be in pristine condition. When we get near the well, will you be able to detect it? To detect it? I don't know. Just wasn't sure if that was like the magic thing. <laughs> you know? Well, either way, inside of the temple is out of the cold, so let's go. So do you want to... So you're closer to the gloomy gopher. You go into the temple first. Was the gloomy gopher still standing? I thought it was in ruin. It's it's missing part of its roof, but it is still standing because most of it is cobblestone. Are we like right outside of it? We'll say you're like 20 feet from that. And then you walked close to it. And when you got closer to it, you noticed the temple. I'm going to walk to the gloomy gopher. Okay. I'll follow. When you approach the tavern you find that a rotten wooden door is still standing. As you pull out the rotten wooden door to enter, it breaks off its hinges. The planks that were held together with metal bindings lose hold and fall separately, leaving the door on the ground in pieces. As you peek inside, you can see that half of the roof has fallen through, allowing a large pile of snow to gather inside. The wind is not as harsh here in the tavern, but you still feel the breeze as it whistles through the ruined town. Inside, not covered in piles of snow, you see half of the bar and a door that leads into the back room. The slope of the pile of snow that is inside the room is covering half of the door. A staircase in the, is in this room going up to where you assume a second floor used to exist, but after time leads nowhere. But on the underside of those stairs going in the opposite direction is another set of stairs made of stone leading to some sort of cellar. I have a question. Was it snowing in the valley? No. Okay. It was summer. Okay. Oh, that's something that I did not pick up on. I'm very interested in the stairs going down, so I'm going to kind of mosey my way that way. Okay. I have another question real quick. Have we noticed any, like, any bodies laying around? No. Okay. I will also get, go down into the cellar. Okay. Same. Yeah. We'll have Finch lead first. When you look down the stairs, at the bottom on the left, leading directly under the foundation of the tavern, is an archway of what probably was a door at one point. I approach. All right. As you step onto the stairs, you notice they are very icy. Give me a dexterity saving throw. 22. You easily find footing and almost skip down the stairs. Oh, holler back. Be careful, y'all. It's real icy. What? As I attempt. <laughs> uh, give me a dexterity saving throw. That's a 17. All right. You easily find footing as well and make your way slowly down the stairs. Thanks for the heads up, Finch. No problem. Because you would find what's at the bottom before anyone else starts coming down. It's very dark inside of the cellar. How dark is it? Almost like the key of Kilinar is having no effect from where Felomir is standing. But I can still kind of see stuff, huh? You cannot see anything into the cellar. Oh, so it's just totally darkness. Correct. Like that pitch black kind of darkness. No. No. It's just dark. So, but I mean, so I can kind of see a little bit. You can see like a foot into the archway. Fantastic. Velomir. Yeah? The key isn't down here and the green isn't reaching, but 
I can almost kind of see a little bit. Doroth, you make your way down there almost as he finishes the rest of what he's saying. And then you look in and you notice that your dark vision kicks in and you can see completely inside of the cellar. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh what? Ooh what? I can see in here. What's in here? What's in here? Really nothing. It's almost an empty cellar. Uh, you kind of step inside since you can see things, and you notice as you kick around in like some of the snow from the door. From the door, you look around and you notice like just basically like metal binding sticking around, like in piles. Like maybe like kegs have basically decayed. It's a lot of nothing. I'm going down the stairs. Okay, uh, Felomir, give me a dexterity saving throw. Get down. Fourteen. You make your way down easily, and as soon as he gets the key next to you, the area inside the cellar lights up for you in that green film and then the, your dark vision kicks off and you're now back to the green view hey um i think it's worth noting that um i could see down here without the key yeah when that magical thing maybe the whole darkness thing is only ground level and like up to a certain point even maybe you're, as you're listening to this, Asher and Keth, um, you notice that the green film as Felomir walked down the stairs and now is no longer at your ground level. The green film is like in your immediate area, but at the top of the stairs. But then for Astra, you can't see any more 20 feet and like past 20 feet in direction. But Keth, your dark vision allows you to see 40 feet uh, past that, I think. And your dark vision is kicking in past the green film to where you can see a little bit further than Astra. So the green film is still there, but I can see past it in dark vision. It's almost like the key of Kilinar is this lantern, and whenever it is blocking in a direction to where the light can't push, it just becomes more focused in on one single spot where you're standing at the top of the stairs. Hey, wait a minute. I can, I can kind of see up here now. I grab Kess' shoulder. I, I can't really see anything right now. Look, it's, there's a there's where the bar is over there, and there's it looks like a keg stood over here, but it, it's the the key isn't up here. It's like my my dark vision. You know, I can see in the dark. It's like that. So yeah, Astra, you can see twenty feet around you because of Felomir's drop, and it's now being blocking everything. It's not like one flat ray. Is that making sense to anybody? Yeah, what I what I'm gathering is that the key of Kilnar sheds light similar to a torch, to where if something's blocking it, it doesn't shine through. Yes, that's kind of what I'm. Yes, picturing. Yes. Okay. Well, now that the light is down here, the key, the key. Can I look through that arch? Just yeah, like you can see the entire area of the cellar now, mm -hmm. which is basically an empty cellar with metal rings of decayed kegs and piles. Do I detect any magic down here? No. Okay. But you do detect magic behind the bar of the tavern. Well, there doesn't seem to be anything down here. It's warmer. Slightly. However, I do detect magic behind the bar. Ooh! I'm going to go behind the bar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me an investigation check, Keth, because I'm assuming you're rushing to it after you hear that. Wait, does he have to go back up the stairs? He never went down. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's why Keth is rushing to it. Can <laughs> he right. see if he's not with everybody? He has dark vision to that point, yeah. Okay. 
Christmas. Nice. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I, I follow right. him. Give me a uh, dexterity saving throw. Oh, God. <laughs> Nine. All right. You um, trip on your way to the bar on something underneath snow, and you hit your head on the side of the bar. Oh. Doing three damage. Keth, are you okay? No, I'm fine. <laughs> what happened? It's slippery. <laughs> well, be it's careful. Stupid snow and stupid ice. I hate it. It hurts my feet. <laughs> Everybody give me a constitution saving throw. Uh, 17. 18. Christmas. 21. 16. Doroth, you are now level one of exhaustion. You have disadvantage on all ability checks. <laughs> okay. What just happened? We cold. I'm cold, dude. <laughs> Y'all are in literally zero degrees cold right now. And, gotcha. We're not prepared for it. And you are in no way, shape, or form prepared for it. Sweet. I'm just going to kind of rub my feet as I'm sitting on the floor. <laughs> I'm going to proceed up the stairs okay. into the bar. I'm going to... Well, you want to do him first? Oh, yeah. Give me dexterity saves if you're going to go back upstairs. Okay. Well, I wanted to be like, Doroth, you're looking kind of uh, weak, buddy. You all right? I just want to be like kind of not in the fetal position, but just like knelt down to get like as close to myself as possible, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like you're and bunching you're all of your shiver. clothes around you. And yeah. Yeah. You're, you're looking miserably cold. I just should have brought a coat. Oh, yeah. We all should. When we, none of us knew. Do, do, do you need help up the stairs or do you got it? Carry me. <laughs> do, do you want to get in my backpack? No. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, I mean, there's a bedroll if you want to jump in there. You carry a mouse on you and I don't want to touch you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll freeze. Uh, what was your dexterity save, Bellamere? Grit. All right. <laughs> you, uh, with a, an elf's grace, jump up the stairs, like hopping over two or three stairs at a time. Cool. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna kind of go over to uh, Doroth and just kind of grab him and just kind of like heave him over my shoulder, like kind of like waist okay. facing down over my right shoulder, <laughs> like head over my back and feet over my front. And I'm gonna like if there's a handrail or a wall or something, I want my other hand like trying to brace myself okay. a little bit. When you go to lift up Doroth, he only weighs a pound. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, even with all of his gear on him, Doroth. Is this normal? What? What, what do you mean? You weigh nothing. Can I just kind of like toss him up a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, he literally like puts you in both of his hands, like <laughs> underneath, like holding you like underneath the like the knees and your back, and just kind of tosses you up and down. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna turn and look at this happening. Yeah, you York. notice that Phil, uh, Finch is easily juggling Doris, and they just start throwing me back <laughs> yeah. and forth. T toss him to me. What are y'all doing? <laughs> Are you really like do you want him to toss him? Yes. <laughs> so Finch is gonna toss me to <laughs> Felomir. Well let's well I was just gonna carry you up there first, but uh, No, he said toss him to me. <laughs> yeah, what are you waiting for? <laughs> you guys. Well and so I, I guess Felomir's already at the top. I mean if you really want to try and throw him, sure. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not gonna stop you. I'm the dungeon master. <laughs> 
I feel like maybe I should try walking up the stairs first. It'll be easier if you're not carrying Dora. Throw him to me. <laughs> I, guess, I guess let me let me give him one more gentle just to see how easy it is to really. What is going on here, <laughs> Dora? Would you be okay with this? I'm I, not I, okay with anything going on right now. This is a serious scientific study here. Throw him to me. <laughs> I'm gonna give him a little light toss. <laughs> Up the stairs? Yeah, why not? Right. It seems very doable. Sure. Give me a dexterity weapon attack. <laughs> what? Oh dexterity weapon attack? Yeah, like an pro- improvised weapon. <laughs> I said throw him to me, not at me. <laughs> All right, Still one. a ranged attack. Oh, my God. Just a regular ranged with, attack? With a person. I need help. <laughs> Tell me what to do, Ryan. Uh, it's like shooting a bow, Plus right? nine. D20 plus nine. You get a plus. Oh! Yes! Great. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Do you have inspiration points? Oh my god. <laughs> I, I feel like in this situation, I should be able to tell you to use one of your inspiration points. I don't think I have any inspiration points. Son of a <laughs> I used them all on Velmir. Oh yeah. So god. let's go ahead and put it inside the audio. You're throwing Dorth, and what did you roll? <laughs> Crit mess. <laughs> oh Chino my just God. walked up the stairs, dude. Even if I would have slipped, it's still... No, it's a it's scientific experiment. Yeah. So you, you try to grab hold of, like, Dorth, like you're going to throw a baseball or something, <laughs> basically. You're trying to figure out how to do this. <laughs> and you overhand him with two hands, basically. Whoa! And you just throw him directly into halfway up the stairs. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Give me what's your strength modifier, Finch? Uh, oh my god, three. You take four damage, but then I need a dexterity save as you hit the stairs. <laughs> yes. Uh, the looks around this table right now. <laughs> Oh my god. Every face, yes. every roll. <laughs> it's the crit base. Serious research. Interesting <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh, how hard it is to actually throw uh, a one down person. <laughs> you take eight damage as oh you roll back down, or as you slide down the stairs. All right, when I get to my final destination at the bottom of the stairs, I just want to lay there. (laughs) (laughs) So that's 12 damage total. Yes, it was. Oh, my God. Are you okay? I'm going to, oh, my God, myself. I'm going to make some good berries real quick. (laughs) What's going on? And just shove, like, all 10 of them in his mouth. (laughs) No, like, I want to be, like, laying face down and just not moving. (laughs) And then whenever someone tries to, like, roll me over, just be, like, crying or something. Definitely. Me. I feel terrible. <laughs> you tossed me. I'm sorry. I, I, God, Poorly. I really thought that was going to go so much better. Try again. No, <laughs> no. Say that. Do you want to try and walk up real slow and then I can walk behind you? You want me to make you some good berries? I'll give you a couple. It'll make you feel a little bit better. I'll give you a little more strength back. Here, I'm going to do it. I make good berries. All right. I just want to sit there with a sad look <laughs> on my face. That gives me, gives me 10. I'm going to give him. All ten. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to say like half of them. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. Can we go up the stairs now? We're trying. All right. Okay. Dory, you want to go real slow and I'll go behind you or I can like 
I don't know. I can try and carry you, and I'll just go as slow and safely as possible. No more throwing. I'm just going to sit there and eat my good berries, <laughs> sadly. Okay. I'm going to kind of one-arm cradle him this time. <laughs> like a bit. Up, against, <laughs> up against my chest. And I'm still Wait, I think he's sitting down eating good berries because he gonna doesn't want to move. I'm going to pick him up okay. while he's sitting down eating his good berries. <laughs> just a little one-arm scoop. And I'm going to one-arm scoop and again use one hand to try and brace myself. And I'm going to go... Is safely up these stairs as possible. All right, give me a straight save. Oh my god. Or I'm sorry, no, just a dexterity save. You can use that roll if you okay. want. Or I, it's sixteen. Okay. You pick up Dorth as he's eating good berries underneath <laughs> his waist, <laughs> with tears running down his and, face, and you slowly and safely walk up the stairs. All right. Sorry about that, Dorth. Again, really, I, I really, I'm sorry. <laughs> and kind of set him on his feet and kind of like, kind of pat the back of his shoulder slash neck a little bit as you said me on, on my, his way as you set me on my feet i just want to collapse onto my butt <laughs> on the ground and keep eating the good berries um so back to the behind the bar yeah at this point once i see they're up the stairs i'll continue walking over to the bar keth are you gonna try and rush to the bar again or are you just gonna let felomir find it i'm just sitting where i fell i'm like <laughs> i'm like vigorously trying to warm my feet up so both <laughs> i would like to follow felomir. the biggest person and the smallest person are now just like burying themselves in the snow yeah. miserable <laughs> yeah this this cold has been like the worst enemy we no, have faced. Those, those stairs are harder to fight than the witches <laughs> So, uh, fellow bear, you walk straight to the bar, um, and you find the magic thing first, or easily, but go ahead and give me an investigation check if you're going to look around the bar in general. Christmas. Twelve. All right. As you're going straight to the magic that you detect, something kind of catches your eye along the way. You find a bottle of bourbon called Vappy Wan Pinkle. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Cork, the cork is still waxed shut, never been opened. A date on the label says year 4215. What year is it now? Um, Give me a history check if you want to know what year it is. 11. 7. <laughs> Kath, you don't know what year it is. Um, <clears throat> Crit. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Astra and... Felomir, you know that the current year is 724 AD after darkness. Do I recall what year? The year 4215 would be a year before the equilibrium happened. Okay. Uh, I will um, pick the bottle up. Okay. And proceed to the magical item. All right. Uh, the magical item. You find a brown sack stiffened by the cold sticking out, of, out from the snow pile covering the bar. Inside the sack are 20 gold pieces with emblems on it that you do not recognize, along with a silver-plated amulet. The amulet has a hazy, clear crystal centered on it, and on the other side is an emblem of Heltrone, the Guardian of Life. When you use your Detect Magic to kind of further investigate it, it glows with the color of Abjuration. Uh, Give me an Arcana check to kind of determine what it does in general. Crit miss. (laughs) Every roll has been either a crit or a crit miss. I'm not going to give Keth an Arcana check because I don't think you would know anything about it. Doroth would, but I don't think he's interested. No. Uh, Finch would not know anything about Arcana either. So the other, only other person is Astro. Would you like to do an Arcana check to just, if you're watching uh, Felomir do this? Oh, sure. Fuck. (laughs) It's a two. (laughs) 
All um, right. So y'all have no clue what this thing does. So six. What, what'd you find? I'll walk uh, back out from the bar and say, well, I, does anyone here worship Heltron? No? Well, I found a necklace. I want to look back over my shoulder. Okay. A necklace? <laughs> <laughs> yes, a necklace. A Heltron, Heltronian necklace. It's magical. I don't know what it does, though. Is it cool? <laughs> it looks nice, yeah. I want it. But you don't know what it does. It make me feel better right now. I, I, I toss him the necklace. <laughs> you want to try investigate it? No. <laughs> Are you putting it on? Yes. All right. Um, you feel no different after putting it on. You know, I just want to have a just kind of a goofy smile on my face. All right. I got a necklace. I found twenty gold coins, which I um, have no idea where they're from. They're not standard gold coins. Gold? Yes, gold. I just throw them in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> and what's that other thing in your hand? What's in that bottle? Uh, bourbon. Would Would you mind? Would you mind? I'm going to extend my hand would a little further mind? as I say it the second time. <laughs> it's uh, some vappy pan, wink, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> vappy wan pinkle. Vappy wan pinkle. A good year. What year was it? 4215. It's a 4215. I don't know what that means, but I want some. Yeah, I think it might warm us up a little bit. Well, you don't know what it means. It means this this was distilled before the equilibrium. It's very old. Oh, that means it's good, right? I don't know. <laughs> Let's drink it. <laughs> it's 700 years old. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to open the bourbon. All right. So, yeah, you undo the uh, wax on the bottle and you pop the cork and y'all take sips yeah i'm gonna kind of like smell it okay it smells like a sweet bourbon i'm gonna take a sip what kind of sip oh shit i uh, like a shot all or right give me a constitution saving throw almost immediately 18 you feel it kick in super fast and super hard but you are handling it fine but you can definitely tell this is some potent shit Hmm, that's some good bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> is it? How no. do you, you feel pretty warm? <laughs> Toasty. Yeah, like, let me try some. How oh. hot does Astra look? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at oysters. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll pass Lord. the bottle to Finch. Uh, yeah, I mean, without knowing... Much else. I'm going to take a swig. All right. Give me a constitution saving throw. Six. God, I was hoping it was crit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty damn close. I rolled a three. Um, with a six, yeah, you almost feel immediately drunk. Okay. I'm like gonna... you had seven ales yeah. drunk. I'm going to kind of, I guess, probably wobble and then like steady myself maybe against the bar if I'm close enough to sure. it. And then kind of like lean my back up against it and put the bottle on the bar and just kind of like while still not letting go of it, kind of push it along the bar towards Keth and be like, your turn, but be careful. You have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws, but you have advantage on constitution saving throws. Cool. Toasty, right? Very. I'll, uh, I'll get up and go grab the bottle and take a swig. Okay. 19. All right. You uh, kind of feel it just like how Felomir does. It warms you up almost initial, like instantly, and you do feel that almost immediate, like, 
buildup of getting drunk. What do we buzz? Buzz. buzz. <laughs> you feel that buzz that you would from having a couple drinks, um, but you don't feel what you're seeing's happening to Finch. <laughs> I, I'm officially, I kind of got like my, the, my forehead and like the palm of my hand now. <laughs> oh man, this is, this is the best whiskey I've ever had. Right? It, it really warmed me up. Here, here, Doris, have some. I'm good. <laughs> Astra? It'll warm you up, little buddy. Really? Yeah, dude. I'm going to try some. All right. <laughs> Just don't take a lot. With that warning, how much are you drinking? Uh, a shot, I guess. Okay. Doris the drinker. Yeah, okay. and he's also one pound. You also <laughs> yeah. have a disadvantage on ability checks. This is true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, that's constitution? Yeah. 15. All right. You're handling it just fine, almost like Felomir and Kath. But does it make me warmer? It does make you warmer, but it does not get rid of that exhaustion level. Okay. It's, 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 it's nice. I'll pass it back to Keth. I'll hold it out to Astra. <laughs> and just kind of jiggle the bottle a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of cold. Do, do we have I a shot glass? Up huh? Do we here. have like a shot glass or anything? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like loosening the cowl on my neck. <laughs> I'm going to open it and smell it. Okay. Yeah, I, it smells like a sweet bourbon. Okay. I'm going to let Oystrich smell it. <laughs> Just he because turn, he's on my shoulder. And he I'm turns just like, his head away fast. Aw, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I take a, a a swig. That It just looks like I'm very scared to take this one okay. swig. All right, give me a constitution saving throw. Uh, <laughs> uh, 6. Astra's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you see that the two humans cannot handle their bourbon. Uh, you also have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws, but advantage on constitution saving throws. How much of it is uh, left in the bottle? Um, quite a bit. All right. We should we should keep this around. It could come in handy. I agree. Somebody pack it up then. So you cork it up. Pack what up? <laughs> you know. Yes, and I take the bottle from her hand. <laughs> oh. Cork it. Throw right. it in a bag. All right. So you're keeping it, Kath? Yeah. I'll keep All right. Um, so the only other place that you have not investigated inside of the gloomy gopher is the kitchen that is blocked by snow currently. The door's halfway blocked by snow. Hey, Keth. What? That looks like a kitchen back there. Uh -oh. I think there's food? It's, it's, it's where food lives. <laughs> <laughs> food? Let's, let's check it out. Get it back there, man. Check it out. Foods li food lives. <laughs> Does it have like thoughts? I'll uh, I'll go back. To this. <laughs> uh, give me a strength save to push open the door. Eight. Uh, you push as hard as you can, and it is not budging for you. I'm gonna go help. Yeah, I want to be like, oh come on, and walk uh, over there too. <laughs> take a save again, then Keth with advantage. But I need dexterity saving throws from both Astra and Finch. Yeah. Which is going to be a disadvantage. Which is at disadvantage. Ooh, man, that would have been good, too. Ah, I got to roll the same thing twice. I did, too. <laughs> 20. Uh, 10. 24. You got drunk strength over here. Yeah, dude. <laughs> 
All right. So with the three of you pushing all together, you open up the door. Um, it pushes up pretty quickly, and then you catch yourselves. That could have slipped. And then you notice that this is a kitchen about half the size of the main room of the tavern. And there is a large stone island countertop. And give me investigation checks, those that are inside. I will go over there. 16. 16. 8. Crit miss. <laughs> and Finch, you are highly distracted everywhere else inside the kitchen other than the one spot that needs to be, which Keth and Astra, you notice almost immediately when you walk in, on the left side of the kitchen, there is a door that was pretty camouflaged because of the frostbitten walls, basically. The ice that is on the walls kind of blended into this door, which is also frostbitten and has a bunch of sheets of ice on it. And the only reason you noticed it is because of a little hump where the doorknob is that's sticking out. Ooh, where does that go? I don't know. Let's find out. And I'll take out my shovel and start slamming it into the door. Oh, um, I cast. <laughs> Watch out, buddy. And I cast a oh. uh, chromatic orb. <laughs> <laughs> As he turned around. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, Kath, give me a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> Ten. All right. Um, give me a. Give me a dexterity saving throw as well. Yep, disadvantage. Oh, uh, shit. Draw okay. two. Oh, shit. You said dexterity? Yeah. 13. Barely make it out of the way, Kath, so we're going to do half damage to you. So give me the damage for the chromatic orb. Which damage type are you doing? Fire. Okay. Yeah. That would make the most sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you also need to do a spell attack, which is also going to be at disadvantage. Shit. Crimis. <laughs> All right. We don't need to go any further than that. Uh, Kath, you no longer take half Wait. damage. <laughs> What does that mean? Wait, Dave. Fawn of Magic? Is that Chris? Or is that... (gasps) I've never crit this. Wild Magic time. (laughs) Yay. Um, Silver lining to me exploding. (laughs) (laughs) To literally everybody rolling So you are going to take half damage, but it's going to be doubled. (laughs) What? So full damage. Because you saved on the reflex to get out of her way, but because she crit missed her spell attack, you're taking full damage. She she didn't shoot it straight. She shot it the way that I'm going. (laughs) So should I roll for damage? Uh, First thing we got to do. Can we say that I was like walking into the room as this happened? (laughs) Where'd you guys go? (laughs) Has anyone not rolled a crit miss tonight yet? I think I was the last one. All right, the hat trick. <laughs> All right, Deidre, roll me a percentage die. 73. A random creature within 60 feet of you becomes poisoned for 1d4 hours. <laughs> One, two, three, four. <laughs> so you're talking to me. <laughs> I could have stayed where I was. <laughs> A poisoned creature has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. So I have double disadvantage. No, what I'm going to do in that case is I'm going to ask for another con save. Is this against magic? No. Oh, 16. But I did get hit by that, though, But you are poisoned, but you're kind of fighting it really well. But that doesn't really do anything for you in the sense of the fact that you're still exhausted and have disadvantage on ability checks. Now, did, did I notice... That something just happened to me. Like, can I How? can I tell what just happened? Um, Astra, 
you notice that you feel extremely different and okay. you have no idea why. All right. Um, you feel weaker and that like this weakness could affect you. Astra, I need a wisdom save from you. Seven. You also don't know what happened. Do I still need to roll for damage? Yes. Now let's get to the damage. Uh, also, um, <laughs> the time. Oh, no. The time? 1d4 hours. Is that yeah. Right? Yeah, my bad. One hour. Cool. 19 damage. Jesus Christ. You <laughs> <laughs> drunk? Um, with that, Keth, I need a constitution save from you. Damn, Astra. Christmas! Nice. Oh, my oh my god! <laughs> All right, Keth. this is how we die. Can we just can we just stop the game right now? <laughs> Keth, you're hit with exhaustion level one, disadvantage on all ability checks. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! What did you do? Um, just start clawing at my face. I can't make any more good berries. The we door need is help. shattered and on fire <laughs> and frozen and frozen. <laughs> You uh, flash burned ice, basically. And inside, because <laughs> that matters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Maybe there's a health bag. <laughs> your wildest dreams. You find a skeleton sitting with back against the wall, kind of in pieces now, in a decayed linen clothing that's on fire. And it holds a crossbow and quiver of bolts on its side that has magically not been affected by the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Astro, why would you do that? I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. Oh, I expect this from Doris, but not from you. We're supposed to be friends. <laughs> what did I do? You know what you did. <laughs> Everybody's all sad now. <laughs> Wait, so how now do I get on the floor. <laughs> I'm just like scooping snow up and like rubbing it all over me. Wait, you gotta explain to me. How does poison work? Right now, you have disadvantage on attack rolls. And oh, that's it. That's it. Okay. Um, but you also have disadvantage on all ability checks. So yeah, I have general disadvantage. Yeah. Okay. You're you're in pretty rough disadvantage shape right now. Well, while they're all freaking out, I'm gonna walk over to the pantry. Yeah, you find that this crossbow is sitting with the skeleton that is pretty much in flames. But the crossbow is unaffected by the flames because it has some sort of metalish coating. And the crossbow itself is crafted extremely well. And there are 20 crossbow bolts alongside it in a quiver. Can you give me an investigation check? Nine. And you don't know what they are. Cool. I would like to uh, think that uh, during all this, I would probably be over by Keth trying to help patch him up and keep him from dying okay i'm gonna glance back at the doorway and just did did was there anything cool in there oh uh, there's a crossbow is it magical is it worth this <laughs> no <laughs> worth what astra worth blowing me up for Ugh. everybody calm down everybody calm down let's just relax take a breath i'm hysterical <laughs> <laughs> to wild emotions. <laughs> so, are you holding on to the crossbow? Does anyone want this crossbow? No. Kev, uh, I mean, a fit uh, no. probably likes crossbows. I mean, take it. I, I like my bow, but I mean, if I have a crossbow, I mean, I may try and shoot it, see how it goes. You sure you don't want it? Yes. I mean, it has no value to me. Here. I'll take it. And All right. 
figure out a place to put it on uh, my body. You give me an investigation sack. Seven. Jesus. I have one in investigation. This may be the worst we have collectively yeah. ever rolled. And Dave's so excited about this episode, too. <laughs> I mean, what? We got drunk. <laughs> All right. Through people. So what's what's next? Oh, yeah. And you got a disadvantage on that, right? The investigation? Oh, yeah. Well, that's a skill. I guess no, that's, that's a oh, skill. It's okay. not an ability oh, check. Yeah. Oh, well. uh, so what's next? Well, it seems there's nothing left to do in this tavern. Well... Is the fire still going and putting off warmth and heat? No, it's kind of just died out at this point. Well, the fire's dying, so there's not much other reason to stay here. Maybe, uh, maybe the temple the temple might offer us some solace from the cold. Nothing good's happened here. Let's go to the temple. <laughs> I'm going to pull out uh, two torches and say, Astro, like these. At least uh, do something for it. Oh uh, allow God. me. Please. Let and I'll cast Produce Flame. Cool. And light the torches. I'll light them and keep them close to me. <laughs> <laughs> I want fan art of that. <laughs> <laughs> so you head to the temple? Yeah. Yes. Cool. Hey companions, this was a very long play session for us, so I'm actually cutting this in half. So I'm actually going to try and get you another episode next week. So instead of doing our bi-weekly the next two weeks, I'm going to try and get you the second half of this episode. So hang tight with us and you'll get the end of this play session next week. Bye. Hi, I'm Drew. And I'm Landry. We're the hosts of You Simply Must. You Simply Must? What's that? It's a comedy podcast all about sharing things that we love with each other and sometimes with the guest. TV shows, food, games, movies, whatever. That's right. Think of it as Oprah's favorite thing, but weekly and with more segments specifically designed to gaslight the other person. We release new episodes every Wednesday. You can find the show on iTunes or at yousimplymustpodcast.com. Hey, person hearing this ad, have you ever listened to our show? No. You You Simply simply must. Must! Are you a lifelong fanboy, a new nerd, or are you just clueless and curious about all the comic book movie buzz and want to know more? Then tune in to Between the Cons, the twice-weekly podcast for Life Between Comic Cons, where Chris and friends discuss nerdy news. Why is it always Chris and friends? We have stupid nicknames that you made up for us. I'm going to start calling you Dr. Big Boy Pants. Where Chris, Chris 2, MF Dane, Mr. Naughty List, the Wonder Twins, Masterman Drabo, the Ginger Giant, and the Outlaw Steve Jr. Thank you. Discuss nerdy news, review movies, and dive deep into the big topics that encompass our fandoms. Subscribe today on iTunes and Google Play at BetweenTheCons.com.